Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. I'm only going to take a few minutes tonight because I said we would go from five to six, but all of you know in this kind of church, that usually means 610. So if you leave, I'm calling you out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you have to leave, you have to leave, but you're going to miss something. You know, every year, uh, pastors are, are thinking of sermons and things that you can take with you this time of year. And uh, just to, you know, kids keep things alive at Christmas. I mean, uh, if you don't have children in your home, uh, you know, it's, it's a loss a little bit because they just keep things so well. I read this story. It says, uh, one Christmas, this lady tells, my husband put an assortment of beauty products in my stocking. I tried one of the, the facial masks and was about to wash it off when my eight-year-old walked in. I explained to him that it was a present from his dad and it would make me beautiful. He patiently waited by my side as I rinsed and patted my face dry. Well, what do you think, I asked. He responded, oh, Mom, it didn't work. Uh, So kids keep it real. And I think sometimes Christmas can be superficial, but thank God for children. And thank thank God for childlike minds that keep it happy. And I don't know how your year went uh, this year, and and throughout my Christian walk, I've always taken the year end and kind of looked back and kind of wondered, you know, did I do everything that that I wanted to do? Did I see the results I wanted to see? And if not, why? And I think sometimes it's very hard to ask that question because we can blame other people all day long for where we are, where we're not, what we have, what we don't have. But at the end of the day, I can only change me. I can only put myself in a place that God God would be able to bless. And I think sometimes we randomly ask God to do things, and and God wants to do things. But as I've read the Bible, uh, you've heard the old saying in business, location, location, location. And sometimes we just are not positioned. And I've been there where I wasn't in the right place at the right time. And The Bible says very clearly the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by God. And that that means that if I will really listen and I will really yield and and my heart to him, that I will be in the place I need to be to receive the blessing I desire to receive. And so as I read this out of Luke chapter 2, during those days the Roman emperor Caesar Augustus ordered the first census to be taken throughout his empire. Everyone had to travel to the hometown of their family to complete the mandatory census. So Joseph and his wife, Mary, left Nazareth, a village in Galilee, and journeyed to their hometown in Judea, to the village of Bethlehem, King David's ancient home. They were required to register there since they were both direct descendants of David. Mary was pregnant and nearly ready to give birth. When they arrived in Bethlehem, Mary went into labor, and there she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped, him, uh, wrapped the newborn baby in strips of cloth, and Mary and Joseph laid him in a feeding trough since there was no available space in any upper room in the village. Now, the irony here is many people say, well, you know, it's just, it's just amazing that this is the first time 
we knew where Jesus would be born back in that day, but that's not accurate. Micah chapter 5, Micah prophesied exactly where the Son of God would be born. And so you had the story of the Magi in one gospel. In this particular gospel, we have the story of the shepherds in the fields who were in the right place at the right time. And I don't want to get religious and strict and all of that, but the Bible says that we are to be led by the Holy Spirit, that our lives are to be committed and yielded to Him. And maybe, just maybe, if you haven't seen what you want to see or you haven't experienced what you want to experience in life, I challenge you to ask the question, have I put myself in the right place to experience God? Because sometimes God will take us out of the way, out of place, send us to places we never thought we would go, and places we don't even want to go, to bless us and get us ready for what he's prepared for us. My first ministry experiences, I've told many of you way back, that I had grown up in a full gospel church, radical church. That's all I was used to. Didn't like it. Never wanted to invite my friends here because, I mean, I'm telling you something. It could get out there. And God has a sense of humor. I'd never been, you know, back in my day, and some of you who are old enough to remember, denominations battled each other. We didn't respect each other. We, we didn't, if your expression was different than mine, uh, we, we would judge and say, well, how can you be going to heaven? And, you know, we thought that in my denomination. We thought, well, everybody else is missing it. You know, they're, they're not worshiping the way we do. And uh, lo and behold, after I graduated with a theology degree, God sends me to a Methodist church in South Texas, a town of 58,000 people. I never wanted to go to a small town, and I certainly never wanted to go to a Methodist church. But it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. It was the launching pad for me to learn how to submit and surrender my life and my call to something different than what I was familiar with. And so sometimes the fact that we're not comfortable in a certain area of life, we don't do it. And I want to challenge us to remember location is everything. All you have to do is remember the woman at the well. You know, I mean, who would have thought she passed all these other wells because she, had, she was not a, did not have a good reputation in town, and all the women gathered water in that day. And so she wouldn't go stop at all the wells closest to town to carry the water back home because all the women looked down on her. So she kept going till she was the only woman at the last well, and guess who was there? Jesus was there. You talk about location, location, location. And that woman had an encounter with Jesus so strong that she went back to town and said, come and see a man who told me everything I'd ever done. In other words, she found that place where Jesus was. So I would challenge you this year, and and I'm going to take advantage of this as a pastor, and I'm an older pastor, so I'm going to get by with some things a young punk can't. Some of y'all need to find a church, and some of y'all need to get in church. And before this service is over, I'll wish you a happy Easter because that's the next time I'll see some of y'all. But you think, I can just do whatever I want. You know, God, if you want to touch me, you're going to have to touch me in my pajamas at home. I love online. I love cameras. I love all that's offered to us. But let me tell you, something happens in a location called the house of God that will not happen in the house of man. 
You say, well, I'll just watch it online. I'm glad you watch online, but you ought to watch, you ought to come and see it and then watch it online again throughout the week so you can really get it. Yeah. Bible's, I mean, you know, come on, you don't get it the first time. Repetition's the money, a mother of learning. And the more you hear it, the more you get it. My wife will tell you, every time I work out and exercise every day, I'm listening to sermons because I need fed. So I put myself in a position or a location to learn. So we find that Joseph and Mary were in the right place. They were where it was prophesied that they would be by Micah. The second thing is, in this story, is Mary goes into labor. That means that she's about to experience pain. Women, I applaud you. If I had to have babies, we would be childless. Labor. Why do they call it labor? It's work. It's work. It's not easy. And some people stop when the going gets tough. I'm in the right place. But now all of a sudden, God's requiring something of me to give birth to the dream that's in me. You know, it's, it's not easy. I've planted numerous churches, and it is not easy. It's, it's labor. I love you most of the time. But there are times any pastor is going to tell the truth. It's labor of love. Because I'm telling you, the devil... The devil goes to church every Sunday. I promise you, I've met some of his. I mean, I know some people. <laughs> every Sunday that sucker shows up. Sometimes he's wearing a ball cap. Sometimes he's wearing boots. Sometimes we had one guy wearing a robe. Serious. I, an usher came up to me one time and said, hey, there's a, there's a guy here with a robe on, and, and, and when he walked in, the wind blew, and there wasn't nothing on underneath the robe. So what do we do? I said, just tell him to tie up. He tied the robe at the end of the service. He gave his life to Jesus. We found his story. Now, it was labor for me because I'm going, man, this could get really scary. But he said he was laying home in bed. You're talking about location. And he said, the voice, a voice spoke to him, get up and go to church just as you are. Thank God he had a robe on. <laughs> and when they told me that, my mind is, is swirling going, oh, my God, literally, what do I do? And I felt like the Lord said, just let him stay, and I'll have my way. And let me tell you, sometimes you put yourself in that location, and it's not easy. Some of you have wanted to quit jobs and leave home and do things. And, and God's saying, this is a, a, an act of labor of love here. Stay here. Do this. And, and your dream will be born in this location. You see, it's very, very important that we understand these three thoughts. Pain often accompanies the promise. That In Mary's case, that was the case. Pain helps us appreciate the promise. Anybody who's labored or worked hard over anything and you see the fruit finally come forward, you look and you go, it was worth it. I've rarely ever talked to a mother that, that said, you know, it was a breeze. I popped that thing out of there like it was nothing. No, they go, boy, when I saw the face or I heard the cry, all of a sudden the pain was remembered no more because the promise had been delivered.
You see, sometimes to get to the promise, you have to go through the pain. Pain helps us appreciate the promise. Promise is the sedative to our pain. You have to, when you're in the right place, you have to keep the right mindset that I'm going to get through this. And oftentimes we talk about, man, I can't believe I'm here. Why would God send me to the backside of nowhere? Why do I have to go through this instead of saying, I may be in a tough spot right now, but I know I have a tough God. And if I will stay tough and I won't give up and I won't quit and I will continue to press through the pain, I will walk in the promise. You see, God's not a magician. God doesn't work magic. He works miracles. And if you read through the Gospels, most of the miracles, and even the whole Bible, most miracles happen because people choose to participate in the miracle. The woman with the issue of blood, 12 years, couldn't get well. But she said, if I can just press through and get to Jesus, and I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. It was laborious getting to him through the crowds. She pressed. You look at the Red Sea. Israel finds himself with, with enemies behind them and a body of water before them. And they had to step into the place. I mean, you think, oh, how cool it would be to be at the Red Sea and the walls are on both sides. I'm not sure about you, but I'm not getting real excited about walking between two walls of water. It sounds great. We preach it like it's easy, but the reality is I'd be standing there going, okay, I'm going to make sure everybody with me is not an idiot, so God drowns us all because of a fool behind me. You're thinking, who's unrighteous here? I don't want to walk through this with you. Yeah, we tell Bible stories. We get all excited about them and think how awesome they are until you think about what it took to get from one side of that that, that body of water to the other side took a lot of faith. And that, that, that is laborious and, and great labor to our soul, realizing God's asking us to get to the land flowing with milk and honey, but to get to that place of promise called the promised land, sometimes we have to go around mountains and through water and have faith in God to get us there. But one thing I love is we don't have to do it in the dark. We walk in his light. God will illuminate the way for us. The path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter till the full light of day. God will light up your life. He will light up your pathway. And there will be obstacles before you. There will be people tell you it's not possible. There will be people that try to discourage you. And some of those people are God-ordained and some of them are just flat demonic. The God-ordained people are telling you, challenging you, believing you. The demonic are saying, stop, because they know the promise of God is real. I wish life was easier. I wish I could just get up every day like Cinderella and the birds are singing. Flying in my window, and I wish I was as pretty as her. Well, you know, in the, the guy kind of way. And... But the reality is that so often you say, well, when I feel depressed, and, and mental illness is real. There were years I was depressed. I would get on airplanes and I would pray they would crash. I was living my, and I'm a preacher, and I'm living in such darkness. I'm, I'm, I'm running myself ragged. I, I don't even know that I knew where God wanted me. I was just going wherever I was invited to go. 
I'd get on airplanes and fly from Dubai to China. Just, I mean, it would be all over the place. And I was so tired, I was exhausted. I had stepped in the outer, I'm believing, I was probably in the wrong location because I felt very dark. And some of you may be in that place and you feel shame tonight. I don't want you to feel ashamed. I want you to know the world's fighting what you're fighting. You may be in a darker place right now, but I promise you the light is going to shine if you don't stop. God is going to illuminate your pathway if you won't give up, if you won't quit. And those shepherds, that the, the light was radiant. The Bible says it was radiant. It was bright, showing them the way to Jesus. And tonight, some of you watching, God is shining a light just through the words, through the songs that were sung. And, and you're, you're feeling something maybe you haven't felt. And you're hoping that magically something happens. Well, let me say this to you. Put yourself in a position for God to do what you want him to do. There are times I just have to go close myself into a room and say, God, I need you to do something right now. And I'm going to give you the time to do it. And I'm going to give you my heart. And I want you to show that to me. Put yourself in that place. Be willing to fight through it. And I promise you his light will shine upon you. Because he is the light of the world. And we are his lampstands now. His light shines through us. And I pray that tomorrow, which if this is online, so I pray that today that you will be able to put yourself in that place and let God touch your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for sending your only son, for giving us the opportunity to know him, to receive him, and to be forgiven by him. In fact, I thank you, Jesus, that you died for all the sins of mankind. All the sins of mankind have been taken care of. Now, the challenge is that we have to accept them. We have to repent. We have to turn to you. And we have to put our faith in you. You've provided salvation. You've provided forgiveness. Now, we have to step into that, that location of repentance. With every head bowed, every eye closed, those of you watching online now and as this is podcast and, and put on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, all these platforms, whoever's watching, whoever's listening right now, please listen carefully. God loves you. doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you. That is never the question. God loves the worst sinner, the worst murderer. God loves everybody. The question is, do we love God? Will we love him back? Because God loves you. And you're, you can list all of your sins right now because that's what we do. That's what I did before I got saved. There's no way God could love somebody like me. I've done too much. I, 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 I've out the cross. And, and there's just no way. And even if I did get saved, I don't trust myself to be able to live the life that I know I should live. But... One day in July, many years ago, I said it this way, God, I'm going to give you a chance. Wow. The guy who created the universe, I'm going to give you a chance. Well, I've never regretted it. I've not been perfect. I've made plenty of mistakes since then. But there's one thing I've learned. The Bible's true. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And so whatever you've done, whatever you're going through, reposition yourself and get in the right location. Let's start with this prayer. I want all of you to pray this with me in-house and those of you watching online. Pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your only son to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, thank you 
for giving your life for me. Tonight I give my life to you. I repent of my sin. And I declare today, you are my Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to do me a favor right now. Do yourself a favor. Text the word SAVED to 405-500-1310. Put your name on there if you would, please. Text the word SAVED to 405-500-1310. It's very important that you do that. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. or join us online. God bless you.